The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they're like a wonderful dessert. Mmm, that's good. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, as we often say, hopefully before this introduction is over. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we tend to be hearers and not doers, which is not a good idea. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Well, in 23 days, I got to pay the radio rent, so let's hope I have an answer for you. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. Everything you need to know is in this next sentence. Everything you've tried to figure out about this show is coming to you right now in this very next sentence. We don't know what we're doing. And we have no idea what's going to go on. And we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, when you're supposed to maintain a really good attitude while you're teaching, oh, I don't know, maybe your son about the faith. And then he tells you, but I think it should be like this. And you say, but son, the word of God says this. And then your son says, but I think it should be like this. And you try to explain to him that God can write a better book than he can come up with in his own brain. I know it's amazing, right? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. So you might have any of those, an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, or perhaps, now perhaps, you have a prayer request and you just want to join everybody's faith. Perhaps you have a praise report. We want you to be able to bring that to us and share that with your brothers and sisters. All you have to do is call 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you're going to get a little surprise because today and for the next couple of days, it's amazing Jen who's going to answer to you. She's going to be answering the phones and your life when you talk to Jen. It's just like getting a root beer float. It's so nice. It's just wonderful. Do you want to do the sailing thing? Are you ready for that? Or you don't have to do that. I, I, I make Chris do that, but then he's a captain, Chris. So, I mean, you're just amazing. So that's different. I, I can do it. I've got it right here. Okay. So then after you talk to amazing Jen, you will be... Sailing 
See, you never know what's going to happen on this show, do you? Ha! All right, you can also text him, by the way, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Not Captain Crunch. David at hemustincrease.org. Now we're going to get ready to send you to the website, but... Before we do, a couple of things to tell you real quickly. Number one, don't forget there's a bunch of podcasts on there, 3,100 hours of podcasts. That's a little. Okay, that's a lot. Number two, on the website where the hamburger is. So people are like, what's a hamburger on a website? When you go to a website, on the usually on the left or the right side, there's three lines. That's called a hamburger. You click, why? Because there's three lines. There's a bun, there's the beef, and then there's a bun. That's why. So you click on it, and it gives you all the links on the website. When you do that, on our website right now, at the very bottom, there are brochures in process AAA and brochures in process ZZC. If you've already uh, reached out and looked at those, and you've already communicated, no problem. We want you to look at them and tell you tell us what you think because we're going to spend money printing those that's why i want to get everybody's opinion and that's why that's important so check that out on the website additionally on the website besides praise reports and prayer requests the website is the primary not the only way but the primary way to give and if you feel so inclined as the lord puts it on your heart and by the way do not guilt in any of this no guilt i grew up with guilt you don't need guilt listen If the Lord puts it on your heart to share, great. If not, pray for us. Go check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. There you go. Uh, Amazing, Jen. Thank you so much for filling in, by the way. We really appreciate that. No problem. All right. So uh, we're going to do a quick prayer for Ukraine because we've been praying for Ukraine every single day on the show. We're not going to stop doing that. So let's just take a second to pray. And, yeah, we're not going to pray the political prayers. We're going to pray the way that we want the Lord's will to be done and his glory to be shown. So let's do that. Father, we come before you right now, and in the name of Jesus Christ, we lift up Ukraine and the situation. There's a lot of horror. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of sin. There's a lot of disgust in the situation. We don't care what the political affiliate associations are. We don't care about any of that. We ask you to bring peace to that situation and that your name would be glorified and people can find out about your grace through this process and that good will come out of this evil. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Additionally, don't forget when you go to prayer, we have been asking you once a week, just so happens that Jennifer's here with us today, that you pray for Don, Jennifer, and Chris. Don owns it, the station. Jennifer runs it, and Chris is the person that Jennifer's filling in for, which tells you everything about Jennifer. (laughs) She does everything. That's why she's amazing or it means that i work way too much way too much and way underpaid you got to get a sound for amazing by the way at some point you know because i've been here for three years it's got to go amazing i'll work on that okay great 
Don't don't put that at the top of the priority list. Okay. All right. We are in Matthew, and we are in what a wonderful section we're in. So we've gone through the the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, I do want to let you know an announcement is coming. We are going to be finishing off one book of ours earlier and jumping into the book of Job, but we're not there yet. I'll tell you about that in a little, in uh, maybe a couple of days. But I want to go to this Matthew portion because there's a little uh, misunderstanding that takes place, and I want you to understand from Matthew chapter 6 and going at verse 9 why this is important. It says this, Therefore, you should pray like this. And then you get the rest of that prayer. Our Father in heaven, you know, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Here's a problem that people have, and we need to stop it kind of before it starts. When Jesus said you should pray like this, he is not commanding you to use those words. And in fact, in the Greek, it has to do with the word model or in this outline, not with these specific words. So the reason I bring that up to you is twofold. One, if you pray what they call the Lord's Prayer, which actually should be John 17, but that's a separate issue. If you pray that, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fantastic. But you are not required to do a verbatim word by word because that's not what Jesus said. He said, pray in this manner, in this approach, in this outline, in this model. That's what Jesus said. And what's the first word of the prayer that throws everybody for a loop? We don't even get to the second word. We have the first word. Our. Not hour as in minute and day and second. Hour as in hours, as in, as in there's a multiplicity involved here. Our Father. Now, Paul does reference God in a personal capacity in Philippians 4.19, where he says, My God shall supply all your needs and riches according to, according to the riches, all your needs according to the riches of glory in Christ Jesus. There is a personalization with God. But when Jesus is teaching the general schematic of prayer, he opens up with the word our, which means that when we pray, <laughs> this is so hard, we're not supposed to be self-centered in all of the prayer. The difficulty with that is when you come before the Lord and you pray, you've got all those things that are on your heart and mind. You want to unload them. You want to share them. You want to engage with God in them. And there's no error in that whatsoever. But the problem is that when we as as, uh, human beings, as Christians, have a wonderful capacity to get over-focused on us and not focused on on other people. Because why? Because you woke up today, it was your universe, you got out of bed, it's your universe, you get yourself going, it's your universe, you drink your coffee, it's your universe, you get in your car, it's your universe, you drive on traffic and don't like the way people drive like me, it's your universe, you get to work, it's your, you understand, you get into your office, your cubicle, your chair, your computer, just, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's fine. There's nothing weird about that. Except for we are so easily me, me, me focused, we can't even figure out the first word in, in, the, in what Jesus is setting forth in the prayer. And that's our prayer, our Father, our God, our Lord. And it is Father, and we're going to get into that when we get back because we're not putting up with any of other rubbish. But the idea behind this is to understand that this is a plurality approach in the sense of we're approaching on behalf of others. And we need to think that way. You want to know how to get your prayer life longer? Pray for other people. We said that yesterday. You want a longer prayer life? Pray for other people. 
Don't just pray for yourself. You will be amazed how your prayer life goes from 10 minutes to 20 minutes just in doing that. Right? Our Father. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You know, it's not just the audience that needs stuff. Sometimes the host needs a little bit of a, you know, a little Tell bit. me the show's all about you. Well, this segment is. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not about the show, but I would say this segment, and it actually has a title for the DDD. It's called Joke Time. Is Christian humor allowed in teaching? We've actually had complaints. You know, oh, you can't teach the gospel and use humor. That's why Jesus called uh, James and John the sons of thunder because it wasn't a humorous quip. You're right. Uh, Pretty bad exegetical process, but let's look at it. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. Proverbs 17, 22. A joyful heart is good medicine. A joyful heart is good medicine. You've heard that before. That's not new. You know that's the case. But what happens is people take these unique interpretations in scripture and they think that it applies to all processes so somebody actually said to a member at our station you can't use levity in the gospel proclamation because paul says you can't do it in second corinthians and then it's like "Eh, wrong answer this is why we do the thing called read that's always fun and uh second corinthians chapter one verse seven says this, in case you were trying to figure out where did that word levity come from, it's only in one translation. It's actually never used in any other capacity. But here is what he was talking about. Was I fickle when I intended to do this? Or when I made my plans, did I make so in a worldly manner in the same breath as to say yes, yes, and no, no? The only time that the potential word levity is used is when Paul is talking about meeting with the Corinthians. And the one interpretation you could use is, was I using lightness? It's not really the word for levity, just in case you're wondering. But was I used, did I use lightness when I made my plans with you? In other words, was I kidding around when I made plans to come see you? No. That's what Paul said. Not, you can never use humor. So whoever kind of swapped those two together really, really needs really needs to like relax. I think that would be the key. And then for those that are just curious, you know, when the gospel talks about, this is kind of one of those classic things, when the gospel talks about making declaration and the foolishness of preaching, the word is moria, moria, from which we get the word silliness. So Paul's like, yeah, preaching the gospel for the Greek people and for the Jewish people in large, it's kind of like a silliness thing. Yeah, that's what he said. The David Spoon Experience. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. As with oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're going to open up with our first trivia question. Get ready. Get ready. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and creatures of all ages. And yes, we will always say, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Here it is. Which two disciples asked Jesus if he would grant them the favor of sitting on his right and left hand when he came into his glory? Which two disciples asked that favor? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. 
972-445-0770. That's the number to call. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So for those who are waiting for me to do this again, I will make it really clear. 972-445-0770. That's for those that like me to sing it. I don't know why. And then the text is 214-210-8483. Which two disciples were like, uh, we'd like a favor. What's that favor? Well, we'd like to sit at your right and left hand when you come into glory. Okay, that's the question. That's what's up on the board. We'll leave people to respond to that. In the meantime, we're going to do our DNA, because even though Amazing Jen is taking over for Captain Chris for this week, we want people to know that we did find out, yet again, more news, more news is coming. We found out next week there's going to be more new news. And because of that, we want to walk in our DNA. Okay? D, do you want to do the DNA? Or do you, you, you can do it. If you, you want to participate, you want me to do one first and then you do it later. I can, I can you participate, good? yeah. Okay, we'll good. see if I remember. Uh, okay. Pretty sure I do. The D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every single day that ends with Y is every single day you need to spend time with the Lord. How much time? I don't know. How do you need to do that? I don't know. You need to, you need to spend time in prayer, in fellowship, in Bible, whatever. But you need to do that. That's D, draw closer to the Lord daily. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Luke 9, 26, Jesus said, I'll be ashamed of you if you're ashamed of me and my words. So don't do that. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which again means what? You are not just focused on you. <laughs> it's like the it's like the biggest part of this. It's like you got to always be sensitive to the Lord and aware of other people and how they're doing. Speaking of other people and how they're doing, Joy, Ann, and Cordelia sent me a text yesterday telling me that they were having such a good time on their trip. And normally they're like a regular part of the show. <laughs> See, that's our, our audience is actually cast members on our show without getting paid, which is kind of nice. I like that. Uh, but anyway, they just wanted everybody to know that they love them and that they're having a great time. It's like, well, have a good time. Enjoy yourself. Okay? That's important. And then we're hoping, we don't know if we're going to hear from Deborah, but we know she's out of the hospital, and that's good. And then yesterday we also heard from Mary, and that's fantastic. So it's just nice to hear from everybody, keeping everybody in prayer. Uh, We want to keep everybody in prayer in the next hour, in the next third, which is the next hour, which is the second half. Don't ask how that works. Uh, we're going to pray for the audience as well. All right, last time on the trivia, and then I'll go back to the, to the text itself. Which two disciples asked Jesus if he would grant them the favor of sitting on his right and left hand when he came into glory? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483. We are getting texts, and we know that. Phone line is open. Here we go back to the text. Ready? We started with one word. It wasn't a lot, right? So Jesus, we talked about the model. Jesus said, therefore, when you pray, pray like this. Okay, well, what are we praying? Our Father. Now, I could care less. I cannot express this in enough. Uh, enough. Uh, well, I got to do it civilly. I cannot express the ridiculousness that's going on in society for me to address this in a nice manner. So I will simply say this. If God is the capacity to create the universe, 
He has the capacity to write a book. If God has the capacity to write a book, he would know how he would want to be portrayed. If he decides in that book he calls himself a father, then perhaps we should respect God and say, okie dokie, you're a father. (laughs) In other words, instead of trying to make God into some glob or, as they do in theological circles, well, he's not actually a sex being. He's... He wants to be known as father. You got a problem with that? Go up to heaven, argue, and tell him he's wrong. Otherwise, be quiet and sit down. Father is a protector and a provider and a caretaker and dependable. Okay, those are a couple things. Number two, our father is how we're supposed to pray, not our dearly passed on saints who think that, you know, you really lived a good life. We're going to pray to you. Prayer doesn't go to saints. Prayer goes to God. It goes to our heavenly father. That's where it goes. What's the problem with that? I'm going to be honest with the problem with, with that is some of us had lousy fathers. That's the problem with that. Not all the fathers are lousy. Just some had fathers that were really just not the best examples. And so when you think heavenly father, you kind of insert your human father thingy there. And then your brain goes, yeah, well, that wasn't the best experience. And so now you've got your heavenly father and you've got that mixed up with the human father. And so then you 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 kind of impute to God these bad father things that you went through, okay? I understand that. That's why we are sinful. See, this is part of our nature, okay? But it is wrong. God illustrates himself through the life of Jesus Christ. When the leper came to Jesus and said, if you want to, you can heal me if you're willing, and Jesus said, I am willing. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, we find out that Jesus is the exact representation of the Father. Exact. Okay? It's like a mirror. It's like putting a mirror up to God, and then the reflection is Jesus. And how did Jesus feel about the, the how, how much compassion did he have? When Jesus told the prodigal son story, what was the father doing while the prodigal son was trying to, you know, figure out what life was, and then he finally came to his senses? The Bible says that he was looking for him. He was waiting for him. In other words, the picture of God as a father is this perfect, loving, caring image. And what we've done is we've imputed our sinful, dark, ridiculous, Ridiculous concepts. And then, of course, all you got to do is watch television, watch the internet, read a magazine, read a newspaper, anything, and you find out how really ridiculous the images of father, fathers become. And if you look at Scripture and look at the life of Jesus, he is the most—God is the most fantastic father you can imagine, never one time disciplining you out of anger as much as out of a desire— to make you reflect Jesus Christ. And it's just like, yeah, that means that he has our best interests in mind always and first always. And so if you could, for a second, suspend the earthly father connection and consider how God has never failed to take care of you, you have what you need, 
He has fulfilled his fatherhood obligations, has, has done that, is doing that, and will do that. I'm not saying you're not disappointed, just like I wasn't disappointed when I said to my dad when I was 16, well, I love this Datsun B210, but I'd really like a Ferrari. And he said, no. <laughs> okay. That's my disappointment. That doesn't mean he's a bad father. In fact, if he would have given me the Ferrari, then he would have been a bad father if you think about it. This is the concept we need to bust through. We need to break through these silly, silly ideas. God is the perfect father. He's a protector. He's a provider. He's a caretaker. He's dependable. You can go to your dad for advice and for counsel. You can go sit up in your father's lap and cry and say, I just don't get it. It gets frustrating. You can do any of those things to a loving father. He's not an idiot. He's not an adult. He's not a taskmaster. He's not any of those things that we impute to the image of God. He is perfect in his position. And in his place. And it is only our lack of faith and trust that we operate in something less than that. This is how Jesus opens it up. <laughs> it's like, that's two words, Dave. Yeah, I know. Isn't that amazing? It's two words. Our, as in collectively, our father as in father not mother not bisex not mutual sex or multi-sex or this is father 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 bing that's it <laughs> it's nothing else you can't it's like okay and then the big thing about that and i'll just use that as a side note is prayer goes to him not anywhere else you don't pray to yourself you don't pray to the saints you don't pray to anybody you pray to god that's the key in this beginning. This is the outline that Jesus wants us to start with. If you don't start in the right place in prayer, the rest of that experience ain't going to be right. If you start off in the wrong direction, if you start off just about four or five degrees to the left or to the right, if you keep going in that direction, you'll be 100,000 degrees off to the left or the right by the time you're done. Get that? All right. All right, so now we have our trivia question, so we're going to have to answer that. We didn't get anybody calling. That happens. Think, does that upset you, Dave? No, no. Traffic upsets me. <laughs> the trivia question doesn't upset me. Traffic. Okay. Uh, the trivia question is, was, is, which two disciples asked Jesus if he would grant them the favor of sitting on his right hand and on his left hand when he came into his glory? And the answer, of course, is... James and John, the sons of Zebedee, remember, they were pretty close. I mean, these are, you know, Peter, James, and John were the three. They were the trio of the 12. These guys were pretty close to Jesus. I don't know if they were trying to 86 Peter out of it, or I just don't know how that worked out. But regardless, they thought they were ready. Guess what? They weren't. Okay, we'll take our break, and then we're coming back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, if anybody gets offended at this, I apologize that you have no sense of humor. Okay. Uh, like that? That's a good line. <laughs> bam, bam. All right. Uh, here's the first one. A pastor was leaving his area and was saying farewell to his congregation at the church door for the last time. He shook the hand of an elderly lady as she walked out. She said, your successor won't be as good as you. Well, nonsense, said the pastor in a flattered tone. No, really, said the old lady. I've been here under five different ministers, and each new one has been worse than the last. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Ouch! But this one, this is the one that's going to offend people, which is irony, right? Because that's more offensive than this is, and this is just too... F- and if you guys get offended at this, I, you know, take a, take a week off the show. Uh, it seems there was a minister who had just all of his remaining teeth pulled and new dentures were being made. The first Sunday, he only preached 10 minutes. The second Sunday, he preached 20 minutes. But the third Sunday, he preached an hour and 25 minutes. When asked about this by some of the congregation, he responded this way. The first Sunday, my gums were so sore it hurt to talk. The second Sunday, my dentures were hurting a lot. The third Sunday, I accidentally grabbed my wife's dentures, and I couldn't stop talking. 